after uh, after last night, I'm most excited about getting another go at the Survivor Series. I've had four goes at it, but uh, look, last night you you sort of sit back. You were you were hoping for the Carlton supporters. You were sitting back, going, they they there was parts of their games over the last month that the polish yes wasn't there, but they were contested possession was good, or that they were defending really well. And last night it sort of come to a head, and and it wasn't a it wasn't a pretty sight. Um, Melbourne. Melbourne did well. Melbourne should have won by a lot more. Their conversion inside Ford 50, uh, if that had been accurate in front of goal, would have told it the probably real tale of the, of the story. But you sort of sit here after a, a Friday night and you do feel for the, the Carlton supporters because what they've held hope onto over the last month, you sort of sat back and you could sort of see them leaving early last night and you... You go, yeah, you feel for them. It's a long journey after where they've come from. Mark McClure was in the stands. He was on the platform at Richmond. He was on the train. And everywhere he went, Carlton people are pleading for understanding and counselling. So he thought, right, oh, we better do it for the whole community. Sellers, welcome. Jenna uh, Sacule. Yes. That's that French word that you don't know exactly what it is. And um, so to me, I don't know either. Uh, they've, they've tried lots of different things. But I still think that their teamwork's not quite right yet. Uh, so for, for mine, I, they haven't even worked on that. I don't see any blocks. Uh, Hodgie showed me a couple today where there was two. But that was about it. Now, I mean, you, you need to have a, a bond with your, your players. That we work together in this team. I don't need to have 30 kicks. You don't need it either. But what you can do is you can actually make it easier for other people. And I don't see that yet. And Vosh has got to work on that. That's the... Whatever it is, whatever it's supposed to be, that French, whatever it is. But anyway, that's the, sh- that's the missing number for me, in, in a sense. And I don't see it, uh, and they need to pick it up really quickly because they've got, they got to run home where they can probably win a few games. Uh, there's a, when they play, they play Essendon, then they play the Suns. Uh, and then, then they've got to buy, and then they play the Hawks. They're chances. Frio's a chance. Uh, Port's going pretty well. So Eagles, they can win. So they've got some, some sides they can beat on the way home, but they just can't give it away yet. They've got to build a bond amongst each other that will not be breakable. And they aren't doing that yet. I think they can avoid defeat in the bye, but the rest of it, I'm not. Um, <laughs> Sam Edmund has a big, there's a big portfolio today, really serious stuff. Yes. And then we'll get to the Hawthorne <laughs> racial investigation. But the Seagulls is the most important portfolio I sent through. Hello to you, Sam. Hello, Jared. Good evening. Oh, good morning to you. Hello, Hodgie. Hello, Sellers. Yeah, the Seagulls, the return of the dreaded Seagulls. Now, they so were on... I haven't seen it like that at the MCG for years. <sighs> they were everywhere. They were circling like seagulls over a tip, over a chip, whatever it was. And I <laughs> I thought we'd conquered the problem, Jared. but while we might have, there's been a little bit of a setback. Now, the AFL's, or the broadcaster's, spider cam is back. Right. At the start of the season, they've set up the infrastructure to accommodate spider cam for Hodgie and his mates. But that means that the anti-seagull cabling, that's been a relative <laughs> success, I would have thought, has had to be taken out. Oh. And now all we've got are those ridiculous eagle kites and the old distressed seagull noise. Don't make me repeat what that noise sounds like. And we've got seagulls returning en masse, but I'm told that they come, though, when the crowd's sub-50. Yep. That's when you get the problem. last night. And when you get the ball trapped at one end of the ground for long periods, like we did last night, you get the seagulls. I'm not sure what the answer is here, Hodge. I still claim that dump a truckload of chips in, in Yarra Park five minutes before the start <laughs> of the match. Them. That's the only answer. Because actually, the other solution the animal rights <laughs> activists would not like. I had no issue because it took the attention off the game. So it was actually a better spectacle watching all the seagulls come, flock down to the MCG turf than watch some of the football last so night. So I think the MCG would love to have the anti-gull cables back in, but they just can't. They were on the turf. They were around the seating bowl. At halftime, it was like Hitchcock. <laughs> what was going on? It was, wow. Who's uh, coaching those seagulls? Well, I don't know, but <laughs> they had a good get, pattern and system to it. They're working together. <laughs> you know, they can sniff out a carcass as good as anyone 
on the seagulls, so maybe they were in the right spot. Mm. I'll yeah, tell you, it's, it's take, well, it's taken 11 press conferences, 11 press conferences in six minutes. To get minutes, rid of the seagulls. And six minutes in the 12th press conference for Michael Voss to finally say it because we've had nourishment, we've had, we need to get to work, we've got to get better, but finally we've got, we're just not good enough. And that's taken you eight minutes to have a go at him. It's taken him. <laughs> he got the seagulls out half first, the, and then went yeah, really hard bit at the end. Half of the season, but, <laughs> but we got there. That's the most deflating declaration of all, though, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think as a coach, you're trying to find the the positives. And as as I said before, there's games after round four. They weren't playing the best style of football, but they was they were sitting second on the ladder. And then they went through this stage where they were weren't taking opportunities, but there was parts of their game where I'm sitting back going, I really liked it. Mm. Like their defence, yep. like their defence was stable. Their midfield contested possession was really good but as we've weaned on and as the focus and I'm not sure if the players felt the pressure but it felt like every time they got the ball they got more tense more intense and that freedom of football that we saw at Carlton last year some of their plays last year it was like a give it to the blokes on the half back line side and the likes mm. and off you go and let's just take it on we've got a good forward line let's get it down there but that's sort of fallen away and and as you said pressure comes to players and you can see it when they've got the ball in hand when they have to start overthinking the issue. And, anxiety. And, and the anxiety yeah. kicks in and, and you just don't play free-flowing free football, which you do as a kid. Yeah. That's what we've got to the stage. And and you feel for Vossi because he was trying to point out all these positives over the last six, seven weeks. But last night he came to a, come to a head and he's like, we're, we're just not good enough. Yes, we've got a few injuries, but we're, we're not good enough to compete against the top uh, end of the AFL ladder. And that's why we've, what have, we've, won, we've lost six of the last seven. And the one we beat was a West Coast team who'd had 20-odd injuries. Yeah. It's, We're it's playing a, too yeah. tight was the most interesting observation mm, of the press conference beyond yeah. that overall. We're yeah. playing too tight, and I think... It affects that, them. Yeah. It's affected them completely. So that the consequence of it all yep. sits so heavily on them, and it's the whole Carlton... It's not just the team. It's the whole Carlton set up is that the obsession with the destination of playing finals, no. and they, they just haven't been able to live that. Well, for me, it's about moments. That's not, a, and and when you play football, it's about moments. When you can actually impact, when you can't impact, what you can do with it. When you not haven't got the ball, you can block. I don't see that anymore with that. They are trying to. It's all about. I've got to get the ball. I've got to score. I've got to do this. No, you don't. No, you don't. You know, you don't have to. Sometimes you can knock someone over. Sometimes you can push someone out of the way. Only have to give Harry a yard just to push to his man, and he's off and gone. And same with with Charlie and those sort of guys. I mean, but the the, the responsibility on those two has been massive when you think about it. That, that's their only hope by the sound of things, and that's not right. Do you know when that comes? When you're blocking your team first, when you're leading for space, that comes when you're comfortable in your position and you're Correct. comfortable with the way you're playing and your team's playing. You look at the forwards in the past. Jack Rewalt, yep. early in his career, Trent Cotchin, when he was playing football, it was all about Koch getting the ball, Jack kicking goals. Correct. They turned to the most selfless players in the AFL. Koch, when yep. Dusty got there, he was comfortable. He'd won a Brownlow. He'd won BNFs. He wanted to win premierships. So he changed his game mm. and let the younger guys go and get the footy. He'll go and be defensive. Mm, Jack Rewalt, Tom Hawkins, another one where they would prefer to set up a goal because they're comfortable in their in their standing in their team. They're comfortable in their standing in the AFL. Carlton the, players aren't there yet, they're and not that's there yet, and that's no. where their first their first thought process: Do I get this or to, do I put a block on? I go and get it because that means I get a stat, which might mean I get to keep my game next week. That's mm. where their mindset is, and that's why you're not seeing the and team first things, and that's why it's wrong. So sometimes, somewhere in the message, it's not working. It's not, not there. You can't see it. They can't feel it. They don't understand it. So they do their own little thing and, and try and get the, as much as they can on their own. But 
the biggest part of this is if you run as a team, and, and I watch Collingwood, Collingwood are just superb going mm. through the middle of the ground. They work with each other. They push, they shove, they take the, the game on. They make a mistake. It doesn't matter. Keep going. Have another go. Have another go. But we make massive mistakes in wrong areas because of the exact feeling of they don't know exactly what to do. The one part of the game that had been in order was the stoppage game. Clearances contestable. That's gone too. Obliterated last night. So nine more clearances, Melbourne. 29 more contested possessions. They were kept to 39 entries, which is a frightening number. So 59-39. If Melbourne hadn't had their own yips in front of goal last night, 5-10 from set shots could have been a very, very different tale. I wrote down the scores from the start. 62, 64, 60, 52, 74. That's an outlier. That's unbelievable. 59, 57, 51, 44. Mm. Now, Simon Goodwin's conference. Now, seriously. And then you got the other one, 152. Mm. That was a blowout. Then a 90 and a 58. So, you know, they're not a high-scoring side. They can't score. They just cannot score because they can't move the ball from back to front. I, I go blue in the face talking about yeah. this, and it's and it's apparent everywhere now. Everyone knows, uh, and they just block them off, and it's all over. Hmm. Simon Goodwood's press conference. There was a line in there, or it was words to the effect of one of them played in the intro. We knew it was Carlton's last month. They've been low-scoring games, so. I just look at Carlton, I wonder whether it's there's a bit of a batten down the hatches mentality to it, a, a bit of preservation that um, let's tighten things right up. Michael Voss has spoken endlessly about defence when you watch the games and it would appear to be an offensive problem, but he keeps coming back to the defence. So. The, the defence was opened up in times because of their ball movement mm-hmm. and that's where they, they move the ball way too far centre forward, which means you can't defend behind the ball. Yeah. You turn the ball over and they score and that's where you look through, it, it's pretty much their correlation between winning and their scores from turnovers. They've they've won six of the last seven. Oh, sorry, they've lost, lost six of the last seven. Yeah. The only one they won was against West, West Coast, Coast, where they they won by sixty nine points. And that I said, well, you got to take out the West Coast game because everyone's doing that to West Coast. Kicked one hundred and fifty two points in that game. Extraordinary. So the so their last seven weeks has been a correlation of their turnover game. They moved all way too fast, yeah. and they can't defend behind the ball. And when it, when they have slowed up teams, their defense has been sound. They've been really sound, but just you can't defend when the ball's coming in. The bloke who's got the ball is kicking in and he's got no pressure on him. They can kick it to wherever they want. You can't defend that. I watched the forward line because I played there a bit, you know, and did all that sort of stuff. And I don't see any, the smalls working at all. Mm. They don't get the ball. They don't score. They don't tackle. What do you do? Can you give me an idea? Because I can't, from the life of me, I'd rather put a bull up there who could actually bullock and, and, and push and shove and, and protect the, the big boys. And, and do that instead of have a, a fleet, fleet of foot who doesn't score. Now, how many times – it would be interesting when you go through the scores of how many, how many goals they've kicked, those small forwards, mm. over a period of time Dern and missed, find out what they actually do. Dern missed last night, but, yeah, Owies and, uh, and Motlop, very quiet, very quiet. MRO, Jared. Yes. Uh, James Harms on Matt Cottrell, that bump. So Matty Cottrell played on after the bump. So it'll be careless. It'll be high contact. And potentially medium impact, given the potential to cause injury, which we know. So that's a one-match ban. That would appear to jeopardise James Harms' availability for King's birthday Monday. Does it, sorry, before we come, does it come into consideration that the fact that he dropped the ball just before Harms? Because Harms looked like he slowed down to tackle. Mm. He's dropped the ball. He can't tackle, so he turns to brace. Does that bring in any leeway, the fact that he was thinking, by all means, he was going to take this? So he, he, was stopped, the, he stopped mm. his momentum to tackle him. Mm. You not, don't look convinced. <laughs> not for me. No, not not for me. I mean, if we're talking about bracing, I mean, we, we, we had a, an example of the Lockie Hunter situation at the Adelaide Oval where the defence was largely based around where else could I be in that situation. And 
and the the argument was he had a, a greater play on the ball. So I know he slowed down to to potentially tackle him, but he's bumped and he's he's got him high. Braced. Um, Braced and got him high. Yeah. Well, I don't, that's I don't think you're getting him off. You? Uh, <laughs> you can't. You can't do what uh, what they said about Port Adelaide. He went too hard at the ball. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I don't think. I'm not sure they even take that one to the trial. There was the, the dangerous Except tackle free kick, Jack Viney on, on Sam Walsh, of course, which was a free kick in time. So we'll see how that one uh, is assessed. One with Paddy Cripps, I'm not sure, yeah. will be looked at. Oh, so the Cripps one was interesting. Hang on, just the Cripps one was interesting because the players are being told if you're taking a player to ground, release mm. the, the pinned arm, and yeah. Cripps did. Yeah, I think Viney and Cripps both will be okay because of that last motion, as you said. The tackle is when they got their arms pinned initially, and then look at the Jago Mira last week. Pin both arms and then drove him into the ground. You're mm. not getting off that one. I think everyone agreed with that. But the action of Cripps, as he was leading towards the ground, he's let go of his right arm and the arm hit the ground first. So if the, if the AFL, understanding how hard this game is, especially with these new rules, if they want to see change in players, Viney and Cripps is exactly what they did. They changed the momentum. Rather than driving him into the ground, they've let go of their the bottom arm so they had a chance to brace with their arm, which they did. Both players got up and played on. Yep. So... If the AFL want change, the players change, so they should be rewarded for it. Well, they've, sh- they've showed us what they don't want. They should show us what they do want as a tackle because it's everyone's a different beast. Everyone's a different height. Everyone's a different size. So where do we, what are they going to do? So if you actually accidentally fall on them or put, go to the ground and they get concussed, you're gone. Well, this so what, do, what, is, what do they want? No, you still have to be careless. No, I ask, I ask you, what do they want? Yeah. I would they say haven't come out with anything yet. For, for these two, this is exactly what they want. They want two <laughs> physical, intense blokes in Viney and Cripps who mm. you talk to anyone, they are yeah, as yeah. hard as I they are to play. What they did is when they normally drive blokes into the ground, they changed. Mid-tackle, they changed their thought process to go, I've got a duty of care mm. to make sure I don't slam these guys into the desk. Yep. And that's what they did. So the AFL sh- should sit back and go, Put well done. On. Yeah, I, but th- what they should do is this is what we want. Yep. That's what I'm saying. So that then people can follow. And I, I, sat, back, I sat back and I, I questioned a few early. Of late, I'm thinking, well, this is what we need to, need to change and understand. Yeah. It's got clearer. Yeah. That was clear for me. Jake Bowie okay. concussed, won't play next week, of course, and Jack Silvani subbed out a hip complaint for him. We wait some clarification on that from the Blues. Just on the big picture for Carlton, so they're 12 games into their 23 mm. for the season, mm-hmm. and they're out of commission as far as finals go. The, the, the nagging question that they've got all year to answer is, are they going to have to blow this list up? Like, uh, Is this list actually capable of taking them to where they want to go? I think the the big well, no, it's not it's not a big thing, but the big thing is that the the they 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 made the, should have made the finals last year. They didn't make the finals, so now they think oh, we're going to make the finals quite comfortably. And the pressure's just got to them too much for mine. I mean, they could, they can't handle it. Some of them, but they don't. They're not playing the, the the style of football that you want, that we want, or they want, because they don't they don't actually work much for each other. And if you had a look at some of the the, the, the stuff when you talk about teamwork and bits and pieces, it's not on their sheet. Okay, so to me, they've got to change a whole lot of things. They've got enough talent. There's enough talent there to score. Mm. Enough, they beat Geelong in their second round, second game of the year. They played. They played Richmond, and then they whacked into Geelong, and, and they and they beat them comfortably and got them done. And they're the, they're the they're the premiers. I think that's not a bad start when you think about it. And then all of a sudden, everything sort of got a little bit big for them. And now you've got to get the character. What sort of character have you got to carry through this? Who's going to do this? You can't have the coach talk about it. The players need to do it. They need to actually marshal each other. And that's what happened. In, in, in good teams, that's what happens. Yeah, so that the question, the strategic piece is, is this Geelong of 06 and Richmond of 16? Or is this group never going to make 
that breakthrough. I think what the football we saw last year, I think they've got the list. And mm. that's the thing is, is some people you look at and you go, at Carlton, Cripps is such an important player, but there's other people in around that don't have as big a names. You look through their biggest issue, as I've said a number of times over the last month, is their ball use. Mm. You put back in Zach Williams on the halfback line. You put back in Jack Martin, who who's that? that's that touch going inside Ford 50. They've had to take Doherty from the halfback line into the midfield because of that lack of touch. So they're trying to put blokes, it's almost like a Rob Peter to pay Paul, trying to fill blokes in for where they've lost other blokes. Mm. So you look through their injury list, and I'm looking at here, they've got a lot of players who are fringe players, but when they're all together, they work well. They had a good system in the midfield last year. It was balanced. And then with the injuries of the blokes I've said, who's uh, Williams, Martin, Doherty playing out of position, once you get them all back in there, I think this list is capable. As we saw last year, they challenged some quality teams mm. last year, but they haven't been able to have a red-hot go at it. So I wouldn't be sitting here and throwing the baby out of the bathwater and going, we need to change this, do what Hawthorne did and get rid of a lot of the older guys. They have a really good list. It's just unfortunate for this year. They've had so many people, important people at times, not being able to be on the paddock when they need them. Um, they're not going to make it this year. We all understand that. I think that that's pretty pretty clear. But uh, the whole thing about uh, about this this team is that Williams is not going to come back. He's 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 injuries he's injury prone almost in a sense. He's been out for some time. Martin's a, he's a handy player and he can play forward and back and do all those sorts of things. I understand that. But how two players aren't going to make a big difference when you when you can get eighteen or twenty getting together and do what they're supposed to do. I think that's the most important thing they've got to do. They're, they're two that are named. If you go through yeah. them, you've, you've had Cripps who had his ankle last year. Wasn't, he was good in a round, but wasn't at his best. You go through, you've got Hewitt who played really good at great. stages last Tough. year. Yeah. You've got Newman who puts down that, that tagging yeah. role. And if you've got a little bit of talent around him with the Williams and a Doherty, you don't need his ball use. I'm just sitting here. Pitnett was out last night as well. I'm just sitting here going, I wouldn't be going over the top and rebuilding from this. No. This is a lid that you continue to add to. That's what you get to a list and then you continue to add to try and take that next step. So mm. well, there's not a lot to blow up. I mean, all the key pieces in their mind have been signed long-term, Jared. So there's guys like Marchbank Cunningham playing for their careers at a contract this year. Ed Kerno at the end of his career at a contract this year. Plowman, Fogarty, and then Tom DeConinger, they want to keep set a contract. Jack Silvani's out. Uh, Paddy Dow, McGovern will come off the books as well. So th- there should be enough natural leverage there to, to tweak the list. You'd love to sit they and bring some, another runner or two. They in, need some speed. Yep. You need a couple more. Yeah, kids called uh, Cottrell and uh, and uh, Boyd and those mm. guys. they got some speed, but they're just not... Need some more runners. Need yeah. some more runners. Can I ask, yeah. you guys, Carlton supporters, did you think within two years that Vossi was going to have... Come, so go back to when he first was appointed. Did you think within two years you're going to have a side that's no. playing top four? No. Or was it your expectations of what they could do last year, built these... Up here thinking, hey, we've got to be better than what we are. Oh, the expectation, yeah, absolutely. So, so you go That's back. That's the expectation of some, not of everybody. So you didn't, you didn't expect them to play finals this year. I thought they could, but that, that they've shown they can't. But you expected them to play finals. No, I didn't expect anything. Didn't you? Because oh, I didn't. Have, you, have you seen is our footy twenty club? years of expectation? Twenty years of expectation. <laughs> this is the best we've ever gone. <laughs> now you're trying to tell me that I didn't have any expectations because I don't. But seriously, you you go back over the twenty years. Tell me who's been better. When when were we better? No, come on, give us a yell. No, I thought after and last year. think you're going to do it in two years. I thought after last year, it's not a ridiculous claim to say they should be playing for. This so, is so the, no, no. There you go. Now you're but, building this, it up again. No, but this that's is the thing. You can't a, not make it forever. They've had the raised earth rebuild, which was the worst imaginable strategy, and it's been painful and grueling. But they are miles overdue. I agree. They're at least three years overdue. I'm now. totally with you. So but this is as good as they've gone. Well. If if that's true, that's about right. 
then you'd have to blow it up. This well, is the you? choice you have to make at the end of the what year to go, change? are we going to ignore all of the evidence in front of us and go again with What's the it? same group that has achieved nothing? Or are we going to make change? But, I don't know the answer. Do you make change off the I'm field? I'm only asking question. Or do you make question. change on the field? Well, they've made change off the field all the time. Has it it's all they ever do. Has it worked? No. They need a period of top-down stability. Yeah. Th- then the stability starts with staying with this list. This coach has coached 30 games for this football club. I agree. So let's just take a breath and go, hang on. Yes, they've had injuries. Give him another 12 months, 18 months to keep coaching. So he's going to coach the way he wants to coach. Give him another preseason. You can't just chop and change that much. I think their list is capable. Keep continue to add to it. Yeah. But let's take a breath. I know the Carlton supporters have been the Carlton supporters have been out there for twenties going, we need to get back up there. And I think the expectations of how good we were at times last year, but proof's in the pudding. They fell short in pressure situations because they're not at that stage yet. I agree. So then let's take a breath and go, hang on, let's finish him off this year, improve in certain areas that he wants to improve, and let's have this discussion middle of next year where he's two and a half years in, hopefully with a full list going. What do we do now? Because I think we're jumping a little bit early, being 30 games into his I, coaching career at Carl. I've got no problem with Michael Voss. I like what he's, what he's trying to do. But are they actually listening and are they working? And are they working for each other? There's a small thing working for each other. It's, everyone thinks it's a, it's, a, it's a massive thing. It's a tiny thing. If you get people to work for you, you get better. And you know that as well as that I That comes do. down to mindset. How That's they, exactly right. How do they navigate the Michael Voss contract? <laughs> so next season will be the last season of his three-year deal. So I'm just asking, how do they navigate it in the sense that he would go in at this stage, you would think out of contract and having to coach for a new one in 2024. I think that they can realign. I think they could give him an extra year and say, hey, we're going to do this, but, you know, we need to see you at this this level. Or do they bite the bullet? Yeah, they bite the bullet towards the end of this year and they'd have to sign him for another two minimum. That won't happen. No. It, no, he's not, he's not going. Look, look at the Ken Hinckley. Hold off. Let's see how they go. And all of a sudden when they're sitting, what a, what a Port Adelaide at the moment. Nine and two. Nine yeah. and two. Then you sit back and go, well, I'm in a pretty good position. Why don't we talk about contracts now? Mm. But I wouldn't be re-signing now because this is the when you, you re-sign when you don't have to. So this, is when, to... this is when it, yeah, they, these are high stakes this time next year as yep. you touch on. Yeah. All right, that's the Carlton side of things. The Melbourne side of things comes next. Jake Lever is going to join us. That defence was impenetrable last night. The Friday night wrap for the Stack Team app. Stay ahead of the game with your own team management app. Download Stack Team app now.